Welcome to the High Vibe Tribe podcast with me, your host, Dawn Owen. I'm a wife, a mom, and an entrepreneur, a speaker, a zero BS coach, and a lover of the high vibe life. I help business leaders like you create huge breakthroughs in their life and business so that you can achieve the freedom and impact you want and deserve. In this podcast, you will hear me talk all about mindset, money, and magic. The power trio that I know will get you where you want to go fast. This is the High Vibe Tribe podcast. Right, so let's get to it and introduce my guest for today. So she's the co-founder of Future Cloud Accountants. She loves coffee. She loves working out. Well, she works out, sometimes not loving so much. She loves a bit of social media. It's Francesca Tricario. Did I say that right? Tricarico. Tricarico. I've missed the C out of it. Tricarico. So welcome, Francesca. Yeah. Welcome. So I feel I've got to say before we start, so... Francesca and I don't actually know each other, IRL, being down with the kids. She's actually one of my LinkedIn crushes. And I started oh, following her about, just like I started following her about January of last year. Okay. And I just love your vibe. I'm all about the vibes. And yeah. I just love that you're so real, you know, keep it real AF, which I absolutely love. And I love that you don't post anything about accounts. Because <laughs> to be quite honest, that's boring AF. I know. Interesting, isn't it? Very, yeah. So we'll get into that in a minute. But I will start by asking my guests, how high is your vibe on a scale of one to ten today and why? So let's say five today. Normally I'm quite got a lot of energy, but it's only because I've done a couple of events coming up, like come up this week. And but today I've had to do some good meetings that needs a lot of energy. So I can increase it. Yes. But yeah, I'm not I've been higher energies though, to be honest. And obviously I'm honest, so I'm a five today. Yeah, and that's what I love. Because that and we were just saying this before we came on. You know, you can't be a 10 out of 10 all the time. I'm sure no. people think I'm like some hyperactive Barbie all the time. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not. Sometimes you're like, you know, the shit hits the fan or actually, yeah. and I'm a bit like it today. I just said to my husband, I'm starting this shred next week, which we'll get to fitness in a bit. Yeah. I just said, can you go and get me a treat from the village shop? He said, by treat, do you mean some Rocky Road? I said, yes, I do. My energy's feeling low. That's what's going to get me through. And then after this, yeah. I might quite honestly go and have a nana nap because I'm just yeah. feeling a bit like... Bit yeah, I, it's so yeah. true. People can assume because you're high energy a lot of the yeah. time that that is literally you all over, but they only see snippets. And that's yeah. why I try and share the real journey on social media to be honest because some days I am flat but I you can create your own energy yeah you definitely can you can change your state for sure and that's okay in a short term and I think and it's okay I think if you're recognizing it going you know what I am feeling a bit low I'm feeling a bit drained and I have to go into this meeting or I have to record a podcast or whatever it is so I'm gonna raise my state for that whilst recognizing that you know it's not about masking is it it's just about getting through what you gotta get through kind of thing yeah and you can do it to be honest and sometimes like I had a meeting this morning I was buzzing after 
Yes. Because, you know, you're still doing the things you need to do. And sometimes the days you don't feel like it are the best days to do stuff. Absolutely. It's like when you don't have plans and then you unexpectedly go out for a drink and come back at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. They're the best yeah. days as opposed yeah. to New Year's Eve, but you plan for six months and then you go, yeah. oh, that was a bit of a letdown. Oh, my God. Is that because... When you do stuff like that and it's planned, it's almost like anticlimax. But then yeah. when you just do stuff like, I haven't done a 4 a.m. shift or anything like that for years and years. I can't see myself doing it spontaneously. But no. people like those things, don't they? That it's just yeah. like led to that. They end up drinking more and end up doing something end up, Yeah, spontaneous. And I think the thing is, I mean, look, the busier I get and the more I'm in business, I realise there's spontaneity has to be planned it's like planned spontaneity you know because it's kind of like you just can't go off and do something so anyway I can tell we're going to be able to just chat all day but first of all let's just start with give us a bit about your background I often say when we meet people we like think that they're fully formed at that Francesca future code accounting that's it what went behind that what led you to start your own business give us a potted (laughs) history Right. Where do I start with this? So it's, it's going to sound so cliche and cringe, if I'm honest. I do cringe when I hear my backstory, but it is hard graft and grit that got me yeah. to where I am now. So I had children quite young. I had my daughter at 21 and my son at 24. Um, I ended up a single parent with a part time job. So I was working at dentist practice on the reception. I had two failed relationships and... They weren't very nice to me, shall I say, that okay. weren't the, the right people for me at the time. I feel like it came from my dad a little bit because he was never really in my life and he didn't really treat my mum great. Right. And I do feel like that had an impact on how I saw a man and how they should be with a woman. And yeah. then that's why I went for the same type of guy my dad was, which mm-hmm. is really, when I think back now and I think, God, oh, what was I thinking? That's the only thing I can come to the solution of doing a lot of research and solution. Yeah. So that's where I started with kids young, single parent, working part time. And I knew I was very bright at school. I loved learning. I'm always into my research. I loved hearing about businesses. I when I was at the dentist, I liked to get into the nitty gritty and ask a lot of questions about the office and how they ran. Then I got the opportunity to study for my AAT and that's where I did my degree. So that's where I did started my accountancy at 26 and my son was just turned two. My daughter was five. So I worked part time and did a day at college a week and that took me three years and I loved learning. I felt amazing. I was hating the exams, but feeling like this is all very normal because loads of people are scared of that adrenaline slash uncomfortable feeling. But I thought yeah. if I can just keep going and keep achieving, my confidence was growing. And I was also at the time, I did a lot of like home workouts. Okay. And, I've, and I feel like that's always helped me mentally. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't take my fitness as seriously as I do now, but I used to do it to tick along and keep me mentally driven, which is a massive, was a massive game changer. So I graduated and then just before I graduated, I got my dream job in practice and it took me two attempts to get the job because one, they weren't taken on the first time I tried. And the second time I said to somebody that worked there, please get my foot in the door because I knew once I got my foot in the door, I could talk my way in. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Yeah. 
because I did have I, I knew that I had that passion and I wanted to learn and I thought if they could see that surely they're going to take me on which they did yeah I'm not your typical professional at no. all by any means so when I got my job there I took it very seriously where I was asking loads of questions I wanted to know everything quite quickly um and then I discovered the cloud accounting so like you likes of zero yeah and doing things simple and easy for clients make it better for clients rather than thinking like just tick it along at year end and the way they did things isn't necessarily the way I would do things so I started visualizing my setting up myself and mm. think as it but almost thinking to myself as if you're going to do it but I used to think god I'd have it Oh, I could see a team. I could see an office. Yeah, I could see. I just visualized everything I did, and that's what I feel like's worked. Even though no one's actually told me visualize what you want, and it comes yeah. true. Although I see that now. Yeah. At the time, I was a. I'm a massive dreamer, but you have to be a doer. You can't yeah. just dream these things. Yeah. You've got to do. Yeah. And the more you visualize, the more I realize subconsciously you start doing the steps to get there. You're more likely to, should we say, yes. rather than yeah. just coming up nothing. And this is genuinely true. Like I had no money. I counted every penny. I was on tax credits. I was very good at saving, very good at saving. I was very good with budgeting. I saved for my first house. So I bought my first house, my two kids on my own when wow. I was 29. My visual yeah. path was by 30. Mm -hmm. I, I'm basically cutting a very long story yeah. short. But just to give you a bit of snippets, because... I can talk about this now in a positive way because I used to find it all so hard because it's talking about your vulnerable past, like course, my dad, yeah. the ex-partners. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm a bright person, but I still made silly mistakes. Like someone, you'd think I'd go with a businessman, for example, yes. you know, yeah. and it's that. So I think I was embarrassed to share that for a very long time, but it's actually it's actually would help other people if they're in those toxic relationships, knowing yeah. deep down it's better to be on your own than unhappy, but you look like you're happy with somebody. Yes, 100%. I yeah. think I always say, so I, I acquired my kids late in life with my third husband. But oh, so I did, uh, you know, have, yeah, so I, I'll have cake. Yeah. So I, I haven't, you know, given birth to a child, but I always have yeah. to say my mom and biological dad split up when I was like four. And then my dad is my stepdad, but I always call him my dad, has been around, you know, since I was six. And he's fantastic. And I've got no brothers or sisters. But I always think that for me, it is better to have two happy parents who aren't together than oh. to unhappy parents because you hear a lot you know I'm still got to stay there for the kids from both yes. sides moms and yeah. dads and for me it's just like it's not the right thing because like you said there you know taking that time to realize a lot of our imprinting a lot of our patterns come from that naught to seven age and so what's going on yeah. if your kids are hearing arguing all the time or just that you know you think you don't pick up on it but you know we do it's, yeah. it's imprint yeah. literally imprinting on us and so for me yeah, yeah like having the guts to just go it alone and then realize like you say and be able to share that stuff and I recognize yeah. so much of you know my former self in, in what you've said there in that I would never share the hard times because yeah. I was like oh vulnerability mm, no thank you yeah. just want to yeah. get on with it never want to be a sob story just want to be like okay that's happened now I'm moving on next 
Yeah. 100%. I'd even go as far to say that I was scared to tell people how much I trained. Yeah. Oh my God, you train six days a week, five days a week. And I used to be embarrassed. I used to play it down. Yeah. It's like, in case I looked like I was obsessed or crazy or, you know, and I wish, the thing is, what's got me further is working on myself, like caring less about what others think, Mm -hmm. me, myself, judging others less. Yeah. I used to judge. Yeah. I used yeah. to, that's, if I've been brought up that way, yeah, I'm going to judge others, what they look yeah. like, where, where they go, what they do in life. And yeah. then I realised, I, I it's like I get inspired by the people that may not be doing amazing, wonderful things in on a book, mm. but do, being brave, just yeah. being brave inspires me. So I definitely, obviously we all judge to a degree anyway, mm. but yeah. I judge a lot less and that made me grow. Yeah. <laughs> weird. Uh, absolutely. When I learn about like, projection, for instance, you know, so when I'm seeing something and I'm triggered by something in someone else, you know, even now, cause like I say, it's almost human nature. Natural. When yeah. I get triggered, the first thing I ask myself is, Ooh, that's interesting. What is that? provoking yes. me what is it yes. pricking what is it about me like I used to get very triggered by people that I thought were in your face salesy like on social media and all I realized was that it's because it was prickling me because I knew I wasn't being salesy enough I wasn't putting myself out there enough so I didn't want to be like an arse rat about it And equally, I just wasn't putting myself out there enough. And I just love the fact that you can look at others and say, okay, ooh, what's this judgment? What's it telling me about myself? You know, they're still an arsehole, but I've also learned something about myself. Yeah, I spoke to a friend last night. You always need that friend you can trust and be open with. And sometimes I'll say to her, I don't know if I'm feeling like this because I'm jealous of that person Mm -hmm. or are they actually jealous of me? Yeah. And I'm just being nice about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm allowing yeah. myself to think, well, it's their issue. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Obviously, I'm still going to have my own little issues, mm-hmm. but I'm open to growth and learning yes. about that, yeah. which is really uncomfortable for a lot of people to admit yeah. that they're at fault. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, I think when you, that was, like I say, one of the greatest things for me, just being able to realise that. And still now, you know, I'm married to a coach. So our house, we have a phrase in our house, stop being a coaching wanker. Because it's oh, like, sometimes, you know, I just want to be a five foot six toddler and I want to <laughs> tant around, you know, and then I'm like, okay, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to talk about it. I'm ready to be, you know, yeah. a bit reasonable about it now. So let me, tell, yeah. let me tell you what, right. So I annoy my daughter. She's 17. And when she comes home and says, oh, so-and-so has annoyed me. And I'll say, but I always try and turn it around like, I try and therapy her. Yeah. I naturally yeah. do that. Yeah. And, and then she tells me off and yeah. she's right to tell me off because sometimes people don't want a solution. No. They just want they just to have want a moment. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. okay. And also she's still learning herself. So I've learned to try and just go, oh, I'm sorry to hear about your bad day. And that's it. Yeah. Thanks that's sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that sounds shit. I think mine. Yeah. yeah. My daughter once said to me, all right, just put your coaching suitcase down and be a parent for a minute. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yes. You got me there. You got me. Yeah, yeah. you do. And I'm not going to get it right all the time because the parent guilt is very real. Like, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. I went to study. I had kids around with me going through all that. But at the same time, you're allowed to be selfish. Yeah. And the parent guilt will be there, whether you're selfish or not. 
So you may as well ride it, do what makes you happy, which I've done now. Yes. And um, the kids will be okay. Yeah, we're all just making it up as a parent as we go yeah. along. You know, when people say to me, oh, you know, I think I'm being a bad parent. I'm like, you probably are. We all are. We're, we're all perfect. We're all fucking the kids up. Yeah, yeah. We're, do- we're doing it with love. We're not doing yes. it on purpose, you know, because yes. we've, we've learned this stuff about ourselves. And we'd love to be able to pass that on, wouldn't we? And go, look, don't do this. I've done it. I've yeah. done it. I've done it for you. You don't need to do it. Yeah, you know? 100%. It, yeah, because that is difficult. But... So go back to my little timeline. Yes. The house bought 29, visualizing the office, the team, what I could do differently, where I'd have my meetings, how I would talk to my new clients, how I would win clients. And naturally, a few things happened in my life that was tough that gave me the fire in my belly. And then 2018, I met my business partner through networking and we started chatting and then launched Future Cloud in 2019. And she went for all my crazy ideas as, you know, because we're very informal, approachable and said about social media. I want to smash it on there. And yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, you to me are not that all felt like I wanted to sing then. I'm well known for bursting into song. I can't sing, but I like to think I can. Yeah. You to me are not a typical accountant. You know, I think even now when people think of accountants, they think of buttoned up, not, you know, male, but not so often now, you know, suits, stern, Mm -hmm. not approachable. And I think that for me, because accounts, the accounts piece is such a huge piece of being in business for yourself. Yeah. Even when you first start. And I think because, yeah. And because of that stereotype, we don't actually, as business owners, talk to an accountant as much as we could and get enough from it. You know, I remember getting my first VAT bill. It's like, mm. I remember going to my dad going, the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, well, it's the VAT. I'm like, yeah. I don't spend that on shoes. Like, yeah. you know. And yeah. then the first time I got a tax bill and I remember ringing HMRC and the woman actually said to me, well, why haven't you saved this money? And I said, because I didn't know I had to. And, you know, there's so much of that around. It's like, and then it goes on and then it goes on so long. Then you're in business five years, six, ten. You're like, well, I should know it by now. So I can't ask someone now. Yeah. And I love that you're kind of busting that all down. You know, I can't imagine that you're like that with your clients when they come to you. Oh, no way. Not whatsoever. And to be honest, I know I don't do a lot of accounting stuff, but I do a lot of stuff that should help businesses reframe how they think and develop. And I've done stuff about saving your money. And I do get frustrated where, you know, people don't save money and stuff. But if they don't know, they don't know, do they? You've got to show them the way forward. Yeah. And be what I found in some accountants, the lack of care. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, you just need to care about your clients and make sure the job gets done. Yeah. And be one step ahead for them. Proactive. Yeah. yeah. Not reactive. <laughs> I think that's the thing. Proactive. You know, I remember my dad's business, you know, when I went in to help out when he had a heart attack, I was like, well, what's the accountant saying? And I was like, well, we don't see the accountant. He comes once a year and like we don't see him from year to year. I'm just like, that's absolutely shit. That's, yeah. you know, even yeah, then yeah. I was like, I know that's not right. In a big business that was turning over millions, they needed, you know, that input on a more regular basis. So yeah. 
obviously you visualized this it all came to fruition you met your business partner so it was just the two of you to start with was it yeah yeah, yeah. so beginning of 2019 there was two of us and we hired two in the first year and got an office and then obviously covid hit yeah oh god yeah so that could be a, that could have put you know a lot of you've got to be resilient in business and yeah. I that could have put a lot of businesses off that could have mm. made them think let's just get employed let's stop let's do this but we didn't it actually drove us forward and that's where I stepped up my game on LinkedIn I wanted to make people smile yeah and wanted to entertain as such which is different for an accountant to do yeah. that so you know what and trust me I was nervous to share my first video of me chair sliding and listening to music and singing yeah. and whatnot because I'm not a good singer either as <laughs> you know and um a lot of my posts got a lot of traction I was thinking and the more people was loving it the more I was yeah. like but I'm not actually why would they like this I look ridiculous but then it made me smile and I was yeah. making them smile and then that's where I got my followers and did yeah. little challenges on LinkedIn and then we got more clients and then we hired again. So during lockdown, we hired two more to the team, wow. which was brilliant. Yeah. Um, and then another year went by and we hired another two, then another two. So it was on eight and then we were on 10. And then that's where you lose employees because you realize the hires weren't quite right. Yeah. Um, things changed. So we lost a few employees, but we're back up. So this year was like a turnaround. So mm-hmm. We were like always going up and it was like, ah, okay. yeah, with employees, which is a learning thing. And again, I had my moment where I thought, oh, I'm just going to forget it and <laughs> give up. But we are hiring again in October. So we're back up to 11, wow. which is amazing to yeah. say how of a struggle it was this year. But the clients are still growing, which is yeah. great. But we've got a lot of work to get through. Hey, just a quick word to let you know that today's podcast is proudly sponsored by Mulberry Design. Meet Sarah Sarkis. She's the driving force behind Mulberry Design, boasting over 25 years of web design expertise. She's not just a pro, she's your go-to guru for all things web. Sarah is a passionate advocate for female business owners, specializing in crafting contemporary WordPress websites that will turbocharge your online presence and boost your revenue like never before. Why do clients adore Sarah? It's not just her design finesse, it's her collaborative spirit. She's the perfect partner in success, blending technical ability with a warm, friendly approach that makes your website dreams a reality. At Mulberry Design, it's not just about creating you a website. It's about tapping into your inspiration, understanding your business needs and ensuring your web presence syncs harmoniously with your vision. Go check out mulberrydesign.co.uk where Sarah's mission is to make your business shine or connect with her online at LinkedIn to start the conversation at linkedin.com forward slash Sarah Sarkis. That's Sarah Sarkis from Mulberry Design with over 25 years of web design excellence. fantastic and again you know the hiring piece no one teaches you that either no no one teaches you you know I remember in my previous life when I had to do the hiring for somebody else's business I'd hire the people that I like that were like me 
Yeah. Which yeah. is like, you know, not really the thing to do. It's like you've got to hire for the skill set. Yes, you want to be able yeah. to get on, but you need that rounded team of people yes. around you, you know. Yeah, 100%. And I do realise when you build your brand on social media, the employees will attract, you'll attract the yes. right employees. And I yeah. feel like we, we've we just taken on a lovely lady. Oh, my God, I'm so lucky. She's been following our journey for three years and mm. she's just fantastic. And her personality is very similar to mine. And I just think she's brilliant. And yeah. that is the power of social media. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I want to go back, back to go forward. But you were saying, so you'd got, I've written this down, a five-year-old, a two-year-old, a part-time job. You were studying and then you got your dream job and you were doing your home workout. So there's a lot of stuff there and then life yeah. as well that goes yeah. with all of that. Yeah. And I know now from your social media that you're still busy now because I know that you're mega into your fitness and stuff. Yeah. So a lot of people that I come into contact with, one of the things with business owners, you know, I haven't got time, I haven't got time, I haven't got time. And setting aside the thing of like, well, you'll make time for the things that you want to prioritise. It's just that you're not prioritising them. But so you've always done that from way back then. How do you find that? Because I know, you know, as being a fitness person as well, the rest is really important. So yeah. the good sleep and stuff like that. So how do yeah, you, I, I, all of that. I yeah. absolutely hate the word balance, but how do you blend all of that together? So to me, fitness was a non-negotiable. It is so important. I thought I'm not running a business and then not being able to do all the things that I need to be mentally strong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why would anyone do that? I see it all the time. They, I don't know, they switch from something they enjoy that's fitness and good for their health and body to do, to build in the business, which is great yeah. for the money, but actually you'll build a better business by doing your hobbies mm-hmm. and all the things that, that are good for you. Even though fitness at the minute because it's really difficult is a challenge yeah. it's meant to be the challenge of doing that as well as running your business will provide you with the mental resilience to get you through the tougher times and it's so true so it is about balance and I'm not going to say I get it right all the time but I put it in my diary if I have to my calendar is a non-negotiable and just do it yeah the business will run better for you doing those things. Even though yeah. people might not believe me saying this, I might think, "Was it? I've got an <laughs> extra hour in the day. You yeah. just have to get up earlier. Yeah. But I go to bed early. I don't get up early and go to bed at 1am like crazy, but they tell you yeah. I'm not a 5am club or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I structure my day mm. yeah. pretty well, I think. And also, like, if you can't do something, you then need to get support so you can do something. And that's yeah. why I've done Future Cloud the way I've done it. I think putting the stuff in the diary, like you say, that like, I'm a big diary freak. Everything, if it, if it isn't in the diary, it's not happening. Yeah. So, you know, I, I've done some kind of, I don't want to call them bodybuilding shreds, but they're based on bodybuilding principles this year. Yeah. And I'm about to start yeah. another one on Monday. Is that the and 75 hard, did you say? No, it's, it's somebody called Kim Constable. She's a sculpted vegan. I'm not a vegan, but she's yeah. got, she's an ex pro bodybuilder. Oh, and so okay. this one, because it's only four weeks, is quite intense. And, and look, not inviting all you fitness people to go, oh, it's too intense or whatever. It is what it is. And I'm happy no, with that's it. it. But it's no, like, no. you know, I've just spent the last few days doing all the planning and prep for that. So 
all of the cardio sessions are in the diary all of the weight training mm. sessions are in the diary but then you know I've still got delivery to do I've got a really busy two weeks with I've got some talks to give I've got some awards yeah. to host I've got yeah, yeah. a retreat myself it's all got to go in and then I said to my husband this morning and I'm just saying the next two weeks are really busy and I'm aware that I can let that overwhelm me but this was my choice I I often say overwhelm is a choice yes because Yes. We say yes to the thing. So I have put myself in this position. Yeah. I can't allow myself to get like ratty with people yeah. being my husband. Yeah. Uh, because I, you know, it's what I've chosen. chosen. Yeah. yeah. But and it's I, all in the diary. I, yes. So I reframe it like you've just said. So I try not to say I'm stressed out, I'm stressed out. Yeah. I said, oh, I'll say to Steve, oh, I'm a bit overwhelmed. And it's true. And I've got events coming up. You know, I don't even drink alcohol now at the minute. And yeah. I don't want to be going to an evening do, but I also know that'd be good for the business. So I will yes. go to it. But I'll yeah. go home earlier and I'll yeah. still make my session the next day. So I spoke at an event this week in Manchester and I had to be up early the next day for a session in the gym because I've got a fitness competition and I've got a goal. So when you've got a goal, it's easy to do yes. the things you need to do. Yes. I only had about four hours sleep because I was wired mm. and you will be wired after doing an event yeah. like that, which is normal, but and I could have easily not gone to the gym but I still went because it's in my diary and I've got that goal to hit and I feel so much more confident in myself that after an event I can still train yes rather than get not doing it whereas yeah. a lot of people go no oh, just lay in bed you deserve it yeah I'm very disciplined yeah and you know what and discipline is a great word and I haven't seen it as that really myself but also don't you think and so whether it's you know, if you're listening to this and thinking, yeah, but I'm not a fitness person, that's okay. I'm not saying that okay. you have to be. Yeah. But whatever it is that you're telling yourself you haven't got time for, believe me, you have. Like, I'm going to be fitting two hours of cardio and 45 minutes of training into my diary for the next four weeks. Yeah. If you'd have said to me before, oh, if you've got three hours to to do something every day, I'd be like, of course I haven't. Like, yeah. you know, I'm busy, but that becomes my priority. So whatever it is that you're telling yourself you haven't got time for, you have or it's not truly a priority yeah that is so true it's not truly a priority no. that is a lot people like the idea of doing it and yes. they see fitness influencers and this that, yeah. which is great but they're not quite ready yeah and sometimes it takes a few more seeds planted for them to go right I'm now ready yeah definitely Let's and don't go. you think also that you can learn a lot from what you have to do with fitness into business you know I did a podcast about what I learned from doing my first shred at the beginning of the year yeah. and I've always been a planner but it was like even more planning the putting the stuff in the diary you yeah. know that's where I implemented this year everything that I've got to do goes in the diary you know yeah. and it might look full but then that also gives me the visual to go right nothing else can go in there because yeah. In this period, my fitness is the priority and yeah. then the business and then everything else has to fit around it or not, as the case yes. may be. Yeah. And I think you can learn so much from fitness or whatever your thing is of that you can implement into your business as well. Yeah, you know, that I, it was a great experience for me. And I've learned so much from that that I've implemented in my business this year around yeah. priority and planning and stuff. And it's yeah. all really come from my fitness journey. Yeah. Well, I like it for our team. They they know that I'm doing a fitness competition. We've just taken on a digital marketing apprentice. And I've already said to her, I might have to dip out at lunchtime to do my training session mm -hmm. because when we practice in the gym, we need a quiet period because we take over the top floor and whatnot. Right. So, so yeah. I said that to her, but it's only for three weeks until before the actual competition. And they're going to be fine. The, the most important thing is communication. So I communicated with the kids that I'll be working more hours, mummy's doing a business. Yeah. And keeping them 
them in the loop and being honest about it as well, which is yeah. helpful. Or I used to train in front of them when they were little and yeah. and some days they ruined it for me. And then you just go, right, try again tomorrow. And you've just yeah. got to. You definitely. I listened to your podcast this morning for someone that I know who is a PT. And she talked about this concept of quite often we think in terms of all or nothing. And yeah. I am quite an all or nothing person. But she yeah. talked about all or something. So when yeah. you can't commit to all or nothing you can do something even yes. if it's 10 minutes of stretching or something yeah. like that she was talking about you know obviously fitness is her go-to for keeping her mental health checked and when she couldn't work out early this year so she switched in you know some coloring she was doing but she's like it's something that is keeping my mental health and I know you've talked about quite openly the fitness really helps you keep your mental health on track 100% 100% and even now when I post on LinkedIn about it you have a moment where they think oh here she goes again and then you just got to think they're yeah. not the ones that you're like, exactly inspired to so that's what yeah. keeps me going I have to reassure, reassure myself all the time you do in business and you do on social media mm-hmm. and and I've realized as well other business owners all feel the same yeah that's another thing that puts people off starting a business is our oh, one someone else is already doing it and two they're more qualified or uh, don't suffer with anxiety or they don't do this that the other where actually everyone's struggling and they but yeah. they're just being brave and they're just yeah. getting on with it yeah but I think sharing it which is what you do yeah. is super important because you know it's like there's all the stuff around social media only see the best of everyone yes. and I think particularly women you know I, I deal a lot with women in my business they see everyone else oh look at Francesca she's killing it oh look at Dawn she's always high vibe she's killing it look also yeah. here's the other side it's not yeah. like that all the time and it didn't it doesn't come easy you do have to put in I don't want to say the graft because I also talk a lot about grace and ease yeah um, but it, it depends you know what's hard graft to me yeah. is probably you know sorry easy. what's grace and ease to me is probably hard yeah. graft to someone else I've stuck yes. my business so that it can it works for me you yes. know and I'm older now I don't want to be working 24 7 yeah you know? true and the more you do something the more easier it gets so whatever yeah. starts off as hard does get easier you've got to remember that anything new I've done I'm like oh my, how do I get through this I'm gonna yeah. you just do and yeah. then you, you end up fitting more in your diary you end up getting more brave you end up doing more posts on social media because you're getting more confident yeah and I think I heard this somewhere recently as well. It might have been from the my fitness woman. She said, you're comparing where you are now to somebody else who's further down the road. I'll give you an example again around fitness, pull-ups. Yeah. You know, when I saw her like banging out 10 pull-ups, I'm like, I could never do 10 pull-ups. And when I started, I couldn't even do one. Yeah. But, you know, I've just carried on and carried on and then up to six and then seven and then eight. Oh, and you're just like, you know, you're getting yeah. there and you're getting there. But like, and then if I look back and I'm not a fan of looking to the past, but I think you have to sometimes look back to see how far you've come. Yes, so when exactly. I go, when now I'm on eight, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm still not at 10. I'm like, but hang on a minute. Like yeah, eight months ago, that. I couldn't even do one, you know. Yeah. And that's pull the same up. in business, I think. Yeah, it is. And pull-ups are frigging hard. Oh, I, yeah. I learned to do them. It took me years. Or maybe it wouldn't have took it. I took it more seriously when I yes. became to do them. But I haven't done them for ages because I'm on a, my next thing. Yes. I've got to do probably two pull-ups now. Because yeah, they are hard. Going. And this is the thing is we can do hard things. 
Yes. I so say again, you know, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, I couldn't do a pull up or I couldn't go on social media or I couldn't do this. You know, we can do hard things. And I know how I know that. Look back in your life. There will be hard yeah. things that you've already done and you're yeah. through them and you've done them. So you are on social media a lot. Yeah. And yeah. I know it works for your business and you get your personality. Yeah. What, again, are, well, I held an event last week and we had a lady talking about, well, it was all about visibility. One of the ladies yeah. was a video producer and she was saying, you know, it is one of the things women, again, particularly, feel shy about going on social media. Like, can you think back to when you started? What was your, like, driver of, like, well, I'm just going to do this? Oh, my God, I was so nervous in my first few videos. I wanted to be LinkedIn, especially back in 2019. It was very different to do video yeah. content. And I thought, no one's really doing that. As a person off their phones in a car, yeah. no yes. one. And I thought, if I can keep going with that and sharing how I'm growing the business, I don't even know if this is going to work. I've got a feeling it will. Yeah. I'm going to do that. And I kept with the same hashtag, the journey is real. Mm -hmm. And... Okay, I didn't get loads of likes to begin with in comments. I got enough to keep me going and replying. But I thought about my passion and what I wanted to do. I didn't do the content for everybody else at the beginning. It was yeah. what I liked mm -hmm. and then what I thought would work and kept the consistency of that. Yeah. Too many people give up because they're for others. Yeah. And that's where the difference was. And I stuck with it. And you will change your content as you grow. And that mm. was, that's okay. And that's good. That's really yeah. good. Yes. So what kept me going was I like doing it. It's progression for me to see. And it was therapy for me, talking mm -hmm. about my day, talking about where I'm going. Then people were like, oh, have you tried doing this? And then you build a community. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, you know, I so I do post around coaching a little bit. Yeah, of course. Um, but in a different sort of way. But, you know, also I equally post about baby goats and dogs and, yeah. you know, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Because... That is the stuff that's showing your personality off to people. And I believe, you know, we're both in industries where there's lots of, you know, there's yeah. 11,000 coaches, lots yeah. of accountants. And so I think people are going to come because of the personality, because there's lots of people who can do the same, but they can't yeah. do it the way that we do it. And so exactly. your personality is what's going to attract people. Yeah, exactly that. And I thought the more honest and open I am on social media, when a client works with us, yeah. I'd be shocked if they had to message me and say, oh, your team's rubbish. Yes. I'm not going to promote ourselves and then be crap. Yeah. Because that, to me, just didn't make sense. There's probably loads that do that, though, and I know there are because I've seen it myself, and I'm like, why? <laughs> Sanity yeah. on there. Yeah. Obviously, I you have to be a bit of a show-off, Yeah, uh, but not in a negative term. I mean, in a good way. Mm -hmm. Embrace, like, your wins. Yeah. Talk about it. It's cringy, but actually, I just embrace that. And then just, yeah, just kept building from there and just don't be embarrassed. Just keep posting out there. And people don't remember what you wrote anyway, most of the time. <laughs> oh, God, no. You know, I, I remember listening to some LinkedIn guru and they said, oh, you know, just reuse your like best posts. And I'm like, really? I've been doing that for two years. No one's ever said, oh, excuse me, Dawn. You wrote that you the other this? Yeah. Yeah. They don't. I, you know. I could definitely share. But I'm the same as you. I thought everyone was watching it with a fine tooth. <laughs> Yeah, no one remembers yeah, no, we don't. No, and I've even not. went as far as sharing my partner Steve and yeah. some bits of the kids and that made me feel so uncomfortable but then yeah. I thought why just keep yeah. going yeah you know my story now which is great no exactly and they're buying into that so you mentioned earlier about like a massive dreamer which is you know a form of visualization and then you said about taking action which is really important and I'm all about yeah. action taking you know it's like you can look you can bloody 
for mate and journal till the cows come home if you're not doing any getting off your ass then nothing's yeah. gonna happen you know yeah. so do you still do that now and I suppose what's next I know you're doing your, is it high high rocks high rocks yeah, yeah perfect you're yeah. probably the only one some people call it hydrox <laughs> <laughs> so I visualized working with Steve a bit more I used to say to Steve I wonder what we could do together like as video content and this that and the other and then yeah lo and behold we're doing high rocks yeah. Steve's then done an Instagram page and he's grown a big following okay so those things are coming yeah where we can do content together I do a YouTube channel and I film places we go, things and the training I'm doing. And yeah. I visualized that for years, mm-hmm. actually. And okay. thinking as if I'm going to be able to do a YouTube channel, I'll be bloody old and past it by the time I get around to it. You know, just those yeah. things to say, growing future clouds. Just mm-hmm. I think we'll need a bigger team structuring it and improving that as we grow. Potentially other businesses, which I'm already in talks with. Mm-hmm. And I visualized writing a book. Whether that happens, I've yeah. no idea. That's probably something you say and potentially do. Um, there are other things that I can't think of right now, but it's just growing on in social yeah. media platforms and growing future cloud on the platforms as well. Yeah, love that. And so does Steve work in the business with you or does he do something else? No, so he we met at his gym. He, okay. he founded Code Fitness and built his okay. own gym, which is fantastic. Right. And then we became their accountants and yeah. then developed our relationship from there which is really cool yeah we bought our house together last year yeah we've got I've got two children he's got two children um and he's the only guy that's probably been in my life that allows me to be me with no judgment no comment and just yeah lets me be me I've never had that before it's it's really nice yeah I love that it's great when you find that like I say I'm on my third and you know I have this thing about reason season lifetime and I definitely, you know, my first one, I was very young. Second one did help me through a really, like, challenging time in my life. But this one, this is the love job. You no, know, I, I will say up till this point, I, I've never been in love before. I was very closed off. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it's interesting. I was talking, my podcast this week is actually about networking. Okay. And I talked about when I was little and it was just me and my mom. And I think, you know, you get very insular and like, okay, it's just even though like other than my parents, they would tell me I could do anything because we didn't yeah. have a big family. It was just like I thought the way to do things was you just get it done on your own. And yeah. so then you become like you don't want to ask for help. You come, yeah. you come closed off to relationships. Yeah, um, and then as I've, you know, gone on my evolution and it's still a journey, I always say I'm definitely not the finished article. No, definitely um, you know, not. I've, as I've got open, I look back now and I'm like, oh, my God, pre-enlightened dawn, as I call her. Yeah. Like, you know, I could never have had a relationship like this because I wasn't open to it myself. Yes, you you've got to be happy within yourself and be on, happy on your own to be able to have a proper relationship. Yeah. How long have you been with this guy for then? Yeah, so we got married two years ago and we were together for three years before that. Oh, nice. Um, it's his second marriage. We were both like, yeah, we never want to get married again. We never want to get married again. And then, yeah, just one day within lockdown, he was just like, actually... I do want to get married because I just want to be with you and I don't want to be with anyone else. And it's great. We're a great team. You know, I think we have this thing where 
I heard, I think it was Mel Robbins that said it first. And she said, like, you make a team, but you communicate like, do you know what? Today, instead of being 50-50, I've only got about 20%. I saw that. Yeah. So can you bring in the other 80%? I remember saying to Gareth, this is exactly what we do. We just like say it in a different way. And I think that is just fantastic when you can do that. I sent that exact reel to Steve. Yeah. I think it's really good. And I think the other thing for me is with this one, it was just, I think, because when I met him, I was so anti getting involved. I was super honest, over honest, we used up the sofa of truth. So I laid it all out on the table because I was like, well, I'm not going to go, this isn't going anywhere. So I'm going to tell you all the warts and all stories. So there was never anything then to come out of the closet kind of thing of like, oh, you never told me that or whatever. So yeah, I just, yeah, I have no can't say I'm in a big love job um and it's you know and it's and it's fantastic especially when you're older because there is that time you know I've got friends who are late 30s or in the 40s and they're just like they've got divorced or split up partners and it's never going to happen you know I've got kids it's never going to happen for me and I'm like god you know you gotta wait sometimes and then you know for that one to come along be by yeah. yourself, be happy yeah. with that, have your fun. And then, you know, yeah. things start to happen for you. So, yeah. Yeah. So what do you think is your, other than the fitness with your, keeping your mental health, what do you think your other kind of secrets to success, your success is? Oh. <laughs> success is very different for everybody though, isn't it? Absolutely. It's yeah. A difficult one to answer the secret. I think like my competitiveness is a good thing in business as well. Mm-hmm collaborating and helping others I love helping others and I think the more you help others grow they will help you grow naturally but without even knowing that if that makes yes. sense yeah totally. uh, I think yeah it's helping other people are scared to help others because they want to help themselves only and mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that just do that and I've discovered yeah. that the amount of love and help that I tried to give others even when I was employed it either came back and was great when I yeah. went self-employed, not knowing that was doing that sort of thing, or it just they just let you down. Yeah. And that's okay. You just keep moving forward. You've just got to yeah. keep moving forward and being resilient has helped yeah. as well. Um, and also listening to things that is going to help mentally as well, like your podcast, reading mm. books, yeah, and stuff. But don't keep doing those things and doing nothing about the changes as well. So many could fall into that trap. Oh God, definitely. And I, and I definitely was that person. Yeah. You know, and e- it's still easy now because I love working on myself, obviously being a coach. Yeah. And it is easy sometimes to just consume without doing anything about it. Yeah. You know, I think it might have been a couple of episodes ago I said something like, must have been quite profound for me actually. I think I said, yeah. you've probably got all the knowledge you already need if you never read another book. Or took another video challenge or whatever. You've probably got enough to actually catapult you forwards 12 months of your business. But, you know, there's so much content that's readily available. I think sometimes while that is a great thing, it can also be a downside because, you know, we overwhelm ourselves with, oh, I've got to read this, do that, watch that video, blah, blah, blah. And it becomes too much. So the personal development almost becomes a chore and you get overwhelmed with that. Yeah, and then you don't want to do it. Then you don't want to do it and you're not actually implementing it because you're like, this isn't working anyway. But it's like, hello, hon, you've got to actually like do something. You can't just read the book and be like transformed into something. Or scrolling and comparing yeah for sure you've just got to, if you're too busy scrolling you're not busy doing your own thing so get stay in your own lane and do your own yeah, thing exactly and, that, and then you'll yeah. still find the people that are right that you want to collaborate with and work with and look at their stuff the yeah. people that inspire you not make you feel bad about yourself yeah 
absolutely well i feel like we could talk for hours i'll definitely have you back to talk yeah, again um, in greater detail but i always finish with my the last word so this is where i ask people their last something or other so i've got two for you one is i, I know you love coffee and a bit of cake so i want to know where was your last best coffee and cake moment oh god last best coffee and cake moment well, we've got a coffee shop in town locally and they do the best mum's flapjack. And that, the last time I had that was probably a year ago. Oh, wow. Because they've stopped doing that version. They do one with white chocolate and all the other things yeah. on it, which I don't want. And that was just my favourite moment. Okay, nice. I do love a good coffee and cake. Oh, me too. It's just, just like... Such a oh. nice indulgent, isn't it? It like, is, yeah. I don't allow myself to do it a lot because obviously my fitness, and but I do have a lot of chocolate, to be fair. So sometimes chocolate takes over and cake comes yeah. last. But yeah. I've allowed myself to do that more. I've got so many more things I could talk about. No, I'll definitely have you back. My other one is accountant related. So I want to know, it's not a boring accountancy though. I want to know the last thing that someone tried to get through on their accounts that you were like, no, mate, that's not, that can't happen. Oh God, it was recent. What was it? Dog. A dog, a fish tank. (laughs) A dog though is a guard dog, right? And I saw one on Facebook and it was about that big. (laughs) <laughs> we did have a giggle and I'll laugh with the so I'd yeah. rather laugh with them and yes. say look you know let's be honest here yeah but yeah there there are some random things that we get asked for love that I love that a dog <laughs> now I'm thinking could I get As Ruby a guard dog. yeah <laughs> no. Ruby the cockapoo who yeah. be careful she'll lick you to death if you're not yeah. careful so yeah exactly Brilliant. Well, I'm going to put all of your social media in the show notes. So I would really encourage you all to connect with Francesca, keep up with all her antics. She has got a YouTube YouTube channel as well, which um, I watch with your vlogs. I love that because it just gives you like a fucking history and it really... You know, again, it really gets over your personality. And so it's like, I believe, you know, there's, there's not really anything in there about accountancy again, but it's like, okay, I like this person and I'm getting to trust this person. And I think video is so, so good for that. I know I'm going to go off again here, but you know, have you read Marcus Sheridan's book, The They Ask You Answer? No, I've heard of it. That's great, that is. And in it, he talks about doing video as a way for people to get to trust you before they even get to approach you about your business because then the close is so much easier. Yeah, yeah. And because they already trust you. So you haven't got to build that trust. They're already coming to you knowing I trust this person because I feel like I know them because I've seen video so much. So for anyone who's listening, I'll also put the link in for that book because it is a great book. So thank you so much. Thank you. I know you're knackered after your two-day conference as well. So really appreciate that. And definitely have you back to talk more because I think we've got loads in common. We didn't even get to talk about Candorel, which I think is one of the things that I saw. year definitely get it early next year yeah brilliant lovely all right then thank you Francesca that's it from us for today so in the meantime I will be back next week with a new episode and remember to keep those vibes high thank you for listening to the high vibe tribe podcast with me Dawn Owen I'd love to know what your number one takeaway was from this episode feel free to screenshot the episode and tag me in on social media and if you know someone who would enjoy it too then don't keep it to yourself share the vibes Don't forget to hit subscribe so you get notified as soon as the next episode drops. If you're not already a part of the High Vibe Tribe community over on Facebook, then come and join us there. The link is in the show notes. 
and I'll see you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep those vibes high. Thank you.